So Melinda, thanks very much for joining me. I met you at uh, the end of last year. And one thing that really made an impression was that you talked to me a little bit about your life and you seem to sort of just lightly dance your way from one project to another and incredibly successful with everything that you've done. Now, we know you um, from your beautiful photographs and being on television uh, a few years ago. But since I would say 2015, 16, you've retrained. Can you tell me what you're doing right now? Yes, yeah, so I uh, retrained as a transpersonal psychotherapist. Um, so yeah, basically now I, I work with clients, um, provide psychotherapy, and currently I'm, I'm in my final year of a master's degree. I'm doing a, a research master's. Um, and so, yes, so lots of, uh, lots of research work, lots of therapeutic work. Um, and yeah, just really, for me, I, I wanted to sort of get life into a balance and be able to do work um, that I could really put my heart into, that I really um, had a passion and cared about. Um, and it's it's very, very beautiful work. And it's it's just lovely to be able to see people on a journey and and, you know, and see where it can also take them and the healing that it can provide. Um, I think I, I, I don't know that life won't necessarily, I think, provide you the balance. I think you have to find the balance. And I think that's the that's the challenge. Um, and it's and for me, I've just kind of um, I guess the word would be organically, naturally gone with my own life's journey and wherever that's taken me. And it's taken me into some pretty extraordinary situations and life experiences and you know, I often feel when I reflect, you know, on my life and the things that I've done, I feel like I've had many, many lifetimes in one already. Um, but what I recognised I needed, um, I really needed balance, you know, and that starts obviously internally and finding out, you know, well, what is it? What is it that I need in order to, you know, not feel rushed or pressured Um you know to sort of live in accordance to my own nature if you like rather than perhaps in accordance to maybe you know what I thought was expected of me or um or or, or having other things operate within me so so doing the tv work doing the modeling you know that was all sort of early 20s late 20s tv carried on for much longer um and certainly you know, that fitted a phase of my life, but the phase of my life I'm in now is very different. Um, and I think, you know, what I, what I do now and how I live now probably reflects that. But the key to finding that started by understanding what it was that I needed. I think that's a really important part of it, isn't it? Knowing where you're going to go next, even if you don't know what, what your destination is, it's going, actually, this is what I need. And do you find that with the therapy you're doing, what type of therapy is it? And when you see a client, you know, what are you looking for? And, and are, they, are you helping them find their own life path and life journey? Or is it something um, deeper than that and more acute? Well, it obviously depends. Everybody's going to be different and will come, you know, for different reasons and will need to explore different um, aspects of their life and what's happening for them. But it, sort of generically, the, the therapy that I do, um, it's called transpersonal integrative 
psychotherapy. And what that basically means is it's sort of taking into account that we're more than just um, you know, there's our there's our sort of psychological makeup, if you like, our conditioning, what we've experienced, what our childhoods were like, how we grew up. Um, there's our our um, you know conditioning sort of within society, within the framework that we live in. You know, we know that that's pretty crazy. Um, and the transpersonal element is the sort of the element that is kind of beyond that so it's the sort of taking into account somebody's true nature their true self you know the sort of soul self if you like the spirit is taking that in to account um when you're working with somebody so that you're you're sort of trying to see their whole picture not just sort of one part of them and then the work really is to support that person in making their own discoveries and making their own connections and sometimes it's like we have to unravel you know this big ball of wall you know and figure out well you know this is this is showing itself now but where does that lead all the way back to because if we can unravel that and look at it we, we can start to make sense of their picture of life and who they are and where they find themselves so it sort of helps them get a clear sense of themselves and that in turn will naturally help people, you know, make the choices that are right for themselves, you know what it is they need and want. For, for a lot of people, you know, I myself was included in this, um, might not necessarily, you know, know kind of deeply who are they and what do they need as opposed to what is expected and what does the world want from them. Oh, I see. I I love that about this. There's so many layers rather than just sort of a tackling the past or dealing with issues. It's like the the the, the higher self, the, the the you know the the true self, which comes out in so many different ways. Um, what do you recommend to your clients when obviously you have sessions with them when they go away and they're sort of absorbing, internalizing the the work that you're doing together? Are there any things that you can, anything that you, you you recommend in suggestions of being able to sort of follow that path in their own way when they're not seeing you? Again, that's so individual. So I, I would have to sort of talk on a broader um, spectrum because everybody's going to be so unique, you know, that you, no two people are the same and have the same story. But although we share similar things, you know, more often than not, we pain and suffering and discomfort are universal but each person's experience of that is going to be different so it would that tailored advice or recommendations would be really individual but for a sort of a broader picture um my my kind of advice would always be that uh, to learn to really tune in to sort of tune into the body because often what happens is we we and sometimes we don't even recognize it. We are just sort of up here in the mind um, and we are kind of held hostage by whatever thinking is going on up there. And there might be stories that play and, you know, we have parts of ourselves that will tell us different things. And and that's what we're caught in. We're living life through that lens. You know, that's whatever's going on internally. We're going to see life through that through that lens so the more we can come into the body the more we tune into who we really are the more we can begin to heal things that we didn't even perhaps know you know sort of happening within us um, it's like paying attention it's like fine-tuning 
you know, so uh, uh, something that is really powerful is to be able to recognize like sensations and feelings that you have in the body and then to give them your attention. So one thing that, you know, I, I feel really works and, you know, this is backed up by many people um, who are highly qualified to talk about this is that if you tune into um, even just a feeling, you know, like if you get constant sort of pain in the neck or, you know, there's a sort of a, a nausea in the stomach, or, you know, tune into that and be with it because it feels counterintuitive because often really what we want to do is if there's pain or discomfort, you know, that's how we register an uncomfortable feeling. We want to get away from it. And that's when we get into things like, you know, distracting and um, all sorts of coping mechanisms. But if we can start to learn to tolerate that feeling, that feeling is going to really tell us so much. Um, and we'll, it not only will help inform us of what's happening to our internal world, which affects how we see the external world, um, but we're also going to help heal something because we're, we're actually giving it our time and attention rather than ignoring it and pretending that it's not there. So staying with difficult, uncomfortable feelings, as hard as that sounds, is something um, that really can be beneficial. Um, learning ways and techniques in which to slow down and rest and relax we you know we're really conditioned to be super busy hyper productive um, and you know the actually if we can really learn to rest and stop and slow down um, again we're going to get far more in tune with our own nature and life is going to unfold in a different way when we start to do that so even just those few things um, and therapeutically without any shadow of a doubt uh, having time outside in nature you know is an absolute gem key you know we're part of nature we're not separate from it and and so there is so much healing um, and restoration and balance that can come back when we allow ourselves to have that and it doesn't have to be anything grand you know that's as simple as just going for a walk you know, it's a simple, even if you live in a city or a town where there aren't many green spaces, it's just sort of, you know, get outside and have a look at the sky and whatever plants and trees and, and shrubs you might pass, you know, just, just, just notice them. You know, it's, 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 it's incredibly healing nature if we allow ourselves the time to kind of absorb it. Do you have a favourite green space yourself? I'm sure you have many, but is there one that you could describe? Um, I love woodland. I love woodland and I love I love the sea. I love any green space, to be honest. Um, you know, it's there isn't I don't know. That, is there one? I love the new forest. I think that is breathtakingly beautiful. Um, and Dartmoor is also really lovely. That's quite a different kind of landscape, more rugged. Um, but probably if I had to pick one, yeah, probably the new forest would be up there. Have you ever been caught hugging a tree, have you? <laughs> Many times. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were going to be a tree, which one would you be? I mean, it's, it's, maybe that's a tricky question, you know. it's um, it, We could dig deep with this as well, I suppose, but just off the top of your head. <laughs> Well, my favourite trees, I've got quite a few. Um, so I love the cedar tree. 
I love why. I love that canopy. It's just beautiful. There's something really elegant about it. Like it's almost just humbled, but still grand. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. And and it's got a lot of strength, isn't it? It's a very powerful tree. You know, it's like it's it's you know, they're huge. They are deeply rooted. Um, and yeah, and something about that canopy and its angles um, is yeah really quite beautiful. And, and in contrast, my other favourite tree, which is sort of almost the opposite, would be um, like a flowering cherry. You know, and they are, they only flower for like such a short amount of time, but but that blossom is just like breathtakingly beautiful and fragile and gentle. So yeah, that combination of those two, I really love. I love that. I've got a book about um, if you were a tree um, and I'm still trying to work out which one I'd love to be myself, but I love also wisteria. There's something about wisteria on the front of her house. I've, it's failed for me in the past and the, and the beech trees. Uh, I just love just, just walking past a family of beech trees and almost the magic and the, and which goes on behind what we can actually see. There's just, you know, individuals. They're su such a, such a community. They are a community. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it feels that way. Uh, you know, and they've been around so much longer than we have. You know, I, I'm, there, there's something, you know, they they have inspired, you know, so many people with over the centuries. And not surprisingly, because, you know, they're, they're rooted, they're still, um, yet they're all in connection with one another. You and know. that's exactly what we're striving to do be like you know maybe that's a good reason for hanging out with the trees on some level it's just like that whole sense of that vibration that they exude but it's time isn't it it's the as you were talking earlier about the time frame which we all live in in our heads everything is so fast you do one thing after another and trees exist on such a different time frame and I think it's walking into a woodland and just breathing and going okay yeah and of course, you know, they allow us to breathe, you know, it's like, what, a, you know, how incredible, you know, we wouldn't be here without them. Mm. Uh, it, absolutely. Every, everything, everything about them, you know, the shade, the colour, the fragrance, the fact that they're, you know, they're homes. You know, I, I'm, I'm lucky that at home I've, I've got a really big old tree in the garden and it's got an owl's nest in it you know and and the life that goes on in this tree you know it is it's like a multi-story <laughs> building it's just got so many families in it you know squirrels owls the woodpeckers everything um yeah they 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 are incredible um and it's so simple isn't it and and, and free it's honestly just wise words from a person who I just loved hanging out with last time. Last time we were in a in a, a bar together. Next time I hunt you down, I'm going to find you in a woodland and we're going to just hug a tree and just discuss, you know, nothing. Because life can just be like that sometimes, just on a level, just hovering in the ether. Melinda Messenger, thank you so much.